<laughs> okay, so, so does he know the abuse that he's about to get? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we are in the last in the last item on a long list. The parak started with um, the list of the chiv to make a bracha on a makim shenasim nisim liyisrael. So talked about Yamsov, we talked about Kriyas Hayardain, we talked about Menachle Arnain, we talked about Avne El Gabish, we talked about we talked about the Oigmel Habashan extensively, we talked about Evan Shiashvali Moshe, we talked about Ishtashalit, and we had one item, we mentioned it, now we come back to it. So we are the two dots about five lines before the lines get really wide on Nundal and Ahmed Beis. The walls of Yerichai that were swallowed. So we know the basic story that when Klai Yisrael entered into Eretz Yisrael proper, the first city that they were slated to capture was a fortified city right at the border called Yerichai. And even nowadays you can see straight from Yerichai into Jordan. And and they were slated to capture Yerichai. The problem is Yerichai had a wall. So Yeshua ben Nun surrounded the city. They blew the shafers. And that destroyed the wall. The Mishnah used the word Nivla'ah, that the walls were swallowed into the ground. To which the Gemara asks, V'chaim is Yerichai Nivla'ah. Was that what happened? Were they swallowed in the ground? Vahanafla. They fell down. Shinamar, like it says in the Pasik, Vahi Keshmayam as Kola Shafer, when they heard the Shafer, Vayariuam Trua Gedela, they blew a Trua Gedela, Vatipal Hachaimatahteha, and the wall fell from under it. So why does our Mishnah describe? What happened to the wall of Yerichai as it got swallowed in the ground? The Pasuk says, Mofersh, it was, it fell, not got swallowed. Answers the Gemara, a brilliant answer. Since this wall was as wide as it was tall, you can't knock over something that is as wide as it's tall. So for instance, that box, says 12 by 12, right? So if you knock it over, you didn't knock it over, it's the same high. You, you just flipped it, but you didn't, you didn't clear any space. You didn't knock down the wall. So when you say that a wall, which is a perfect square, gets knocked down, the only way, the only way to knock down a perfect square wall is to bury it in the ground. And therefore, it's the same thing. Yes, the Mishnah says swallowed in the ground. Yes, the Pusik says knocked over. Yeah, because the way you knock over a perfect square is by burying it. Otherwise, you haven't done anything. Okay, Mishamachi, Ivlua Balui, that's why it had to be swallowed into the ground. We now go from a Mogam Shanasunes to Rav of Yisrael to Mogam Shanasunes to an individual, to the sugya of when a person was saved. Like we said in the beginning of the parak, this parak is extremely halachalamaisidic. And this sugya, hopefully it will never be halachalamaisidic for anybody, 
except for those of you that make it on going to Israel. But we're now going to start the sugya of Berchus HaGaymel. It's, we're not going to finish tonight, we'll finish next time we learn, which uh, I hear is Sunday, Baruch Hashem, they'll be around Sunday. So we'll finish it Sunday, but let's just get a start. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav, Four people need to make a Berchus Haidah, which means you know as a Berchus HaGaymel. And they are Yardei Hayam, those that go down into the sea. We, we have to examine that very much. Because that's where, that's where the question of airplanes comes from. It says, Yardei Hayam. So depending on how seriously you take that Lashen, will depend if you make a Gaimel when you go in an airplane over the sea. We'll talk about it later. Some of the traverse is a desert. Someone who was sick and got cured. And finally, and someone who was in jail and left. Um, so everything here is a hak. For instance, the order that we said them in is not the order of the psukim that the Gemara is going to quote. So, so Taisa says, Taisa says that this is the order of commonness. That in this order is how common they are. Well, we have to we have to talk about each one of these points because because the two shilas we all are curious about are airplanes. Do you make a brachas when you go on an airplane? And number two, and number two. What exactly qualifies for a gaimel? How much sakana were you in? How much, how much do you have to endure to make a berchas a gaimel? So we're going to have to study that. We'll do that. We'll do that next time. But let's just talk about two little things now. First of all, Shulchan Aruch brings two days. If it's these four things, dafka, or similar to these two things. So the first day of and Shulchan Aruch brings in Reish Yates that these four are Lav Dafka, and so too another Nase. So for instance, if let's say you were in a building collapse, and you walked out unscathed, do you make a Berchaz It's not a sea, it's not a desert, it's not being, you're never sick, and it's not jail. Do you make a Berchaz It's a Shiloh. The first day in Shulchan Aruch is, yes, you make a Berchaz These four are not Dafka, and the second sheet is, no, 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 these four dafkas. So you could have been in an amazing sakana. You could have been in an auto accident. You could have been in a hostage situation on an airplane. You could have been in a building collapse. You walk out, no berchus gemel, it's not on the list. The Shulchanar brings both days. Is that a nice? Huh? It's like a sort of in the category of getting saved. Yeah, but it's not one of these four. No, you still make that. No. Oh, oh, that bracha. Yeah, okay, fine. But that's only when you encounter the place. I want to know, you walk out. Shul the next Shabbos. You make a gaibel? You know, I, it's, it's one year since Surfside. You were in that building. You walked out. You make a gaibel? It's two days in Shulchan Aruch. 
So the Magen Avram says, we paskin that any nace qualifies for a goimel. Okay, so now, now that we expanded that, so that same Magen Avram, over there in the beginning of Ratio Tests, is dealing with a, an issue that no one really has a good answer to, or a good mahal. How many times have you heard a man make a brachas If you dive in an Ashkenaz place, often, if you dive in a Sephardi place every other day, the men are always making brachas How many times have you heard a woman make a brachas Once. Once. And like, you're already like in the top 1%. Twice. I remember when I was... Oh, you went... <laughs> so, America, America, there was a lot of ladies get birthed coming. Yes, that's what I heard. A Sardi lady. No, no, no. I think it's a minute or so. Oh, so you saw the same one. I don't know. I don't know. You each get a half point. Yeah, it could be. But in other words, Lamaisa, you've heard millions of men make Berchaz Agamel and. And like, Ulai, one or two women in your life, and you're, and Izzy's almost 44. So Magan Avram drops a bomb. Magan Avram says, You know why you never heard a woman make a Berchaz Gaimel? Because the whole thing is voluntary. Because the whole thing is a Rishus, the whole thing is optional, and Vibalt, the whole thing is optional. So women, because it involves coming to shul, which is already like not so common, and then it involves them screaming from the other side of the Ezra's Nashim, which is even less common, but whenever it happens, it's good. Why does that have to be in shul? Uh, huh? Why does that have to be in We haven't gotten there. It has to be in front of 10 men. It has to be in front of 10 men. Um, so, so, you know, for a woman to make a breakfast game, and then you get the whole thing about shliach, the husband. You have to explain my wife was... So... Magen Avram says, you know why you never heard a woman do this? Because the whole thing is optional, so they opt out. So let's put women to the side for a second. Let's talk about the optional aspect of it. Frank the Prima Godim, the Mefarish on the Magen Avram. What are you talking about? Of course it's a chiv. The Taz Paskins is a chiv. Not that the Shach is Meshubah to the Taz, but the Taz Paskins is a chiv. Frank the Prima Godim, how could it be? Now, before we even figure out if it's a chiv or not, which it seems Pashit to be, the question is, is it Dairaisa or not Dairaisa? So there's the famous rush, which I'm sure you've heard of in one capacity or another. The rush says that, that a Birchus HaGaymel now is the post-Beis Hamikdash version of a carbon taida. That what would have brought, what would have triggered a carbon taida back in the day, instead of that triggers a nowadays, which would make it very diracidic. So, so the rush is like the address number one to go to when you want to make the case that Berchus is diracidic, you start with the rush. But the Prima Godin points out, the Prima Godin points out that it can't be true. Number one, number one, these four categories that you make a Berchus on, that the Gemara started with, whether or not they're dafka or not dafka, these four categories aren't ever mentioned in the Rambam or anywhere else as the categories that trigger carbon taida. So if a Berchus is an imitation carbon taida, 
we should have found these same guidelines, the same categories by a by a carbon tide, and we don't. So therefore, the prima Godim says, the prima Godim says that it's not straight up derisa like the rush is mashma, and that's not even what the rush means. Rather, the prima Godim goes with the lavush, and the lavush says it's divrei kabbalah. We learn it from Tehillim, it's a psukim and Tehillim, which we're about to quote. So rather than it being Dairaisa, like the Rosh is Mashma, says the Prima Godim, the truth is that it's Divrei Kabbalah. And therefore, therefore, the, the Prima Godim says, since we treat it like a Dairaisa, a Suffolk will go Lechumrah. You have a suffix if you did make a berchas or not, or if you need to make a berchas or not, you would go lechumrah. But the prima Gandam says it's very simple to go lechumrah. You don't need to say shemu malchus, because everyone agrees whether or not you're chayiv in haydar or not. It's not. It's not the main thing. The bracha is not the main thing. The haydar is the main thing. So just to summarize. Mugenavram Paskins that these four categories are lav dafka, any nace, any, any great savior requires a brachsegaimel. But whether or not it's dairais or drabani, you have the Mugenavram that says it's a rishos, which is like a mamish, a, uh, you know, a das yachid, that it's a rishos. Everyone else it's a chayva, ranging from drabanan to divrei kabbalah to dairaisa. And the Prima Godim says, Lamaskana, you would go Luchumra by Berchas HaGaimel. So that is, that is the four categories of Berchas HaGaimel. Let's, the, we now are going to bring the Makar. The Makar is, the Makar is one capital in Tehillim, which all of you say every Friday. It's, it's what we know as Haidi, that we say before Mincha on Erev Shabbos, when we, when we cross through a week. The week which is fraught with difficulties and dangers, and we make it to the other side of the week, we make it back to Shabbos, we say this capital in Tehillim, which contains all of the, all four of these categories. So let's just knock off these psukim quickly, and we can get right back into it Sunday. How do you know that people that go in the sea have to make a berchaz gemel? The chsev those that head into the sea in ships. Hey, Maro, my Hashem, they witness the acts of Hashem. And it says like this: a whirlwind, a hurricane, a storm came. Yalu shamayim, it made the boat feel like it was being lifted up to the shamayim, and boom, then it comes crashing down. Yardu timers. If you ever watch a boat going up and down, it looks like it's like when it's on the top of the wave, it looks like it's gonna go up to the heavens, and then it comes crashing down. And then the pasuk in is kishikar. The boat rocks and sways like a drunken guy who can't walk straight. And then the pasuk says, and they called out to Hashem in their pain. Hashem takes them out of their danger. And then it says, the mama, the whirlwind now is quiet. And the people and the sailors in the ship are happy. You have to praise Hashem. That's the Makar that 
seafarers have to make a berchas agaimel. Holchim midbars minan dechsev toyba midbar bishim and they are lost in the desert in the wilderness. Derech here moshev leimatzu they haven't found a way to the city. It's hard. Hashem ayad rechem b'derech ishar nakarish baruch sends them on a straight path. What do you say when you get out of the desert? Yoyd l'Hashem chazde. Mishachelov nesarab dechsev avil midderech b'sham they are sick because of their sins. Umi abay nesay misanu because of. They're avarious. Yisanu, they are afflicted or fasting. A sick person doesn't have an appetite. All food, they're disgusted by it. Finally, had you know that someone in jail has to make a people that are sitting in a dungeon in darkness. Why did they end up in jail in the first place? Because they rejected the word of Hashem. Makes their heart uh, subdued and their mind. So we see that the same capital on the hill, and by all four of these categories, call out for which is what a person has to do in these categories. We will resume Berchasagaymo Sugya on Sunday.